Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Wanted to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode and let everyone know that the next seven-day fasting lifestyle challenge registration link is live. You can go to the show notes, click the link for more details, or you can go to www.the fastingforlife.com forward slash live. Wanted to speak directly to you if you've been listening to the podcast, maybe you're new and just getting started, or maybe um, you've been fasting for a while and really trying to adopt that lifestyle and the scale just won't move beyond that two to four, three to five pounds each week, or maybe you feel like you've hit that dreaded weight loss plateau, or maybe the hunger, or as my wife likes to say, the hangriness has snuck up and bit you on the backside, and you just can't seem to get away from those cravings, or the consistency of your fasting schedule just isn't allowing you to get back on track if you've fallen by the wayside, this seven-day lifestyle challenge is exactly for you. It's coming up in the near future. Please don't miss out on this opportunity. We are super excited to be leveling up this experience and leaving that diet baggage behind, giving you the confidence and the habits to build that long-term weight loss and fasting lifestyle success. Go to the show notes. You can click the link or www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. We will hope to see you on the inside. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Water, and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Fantastic. Ready to rock and roll today. Uh, we've been going yeah. through some research over the last few episodes, and today we're going to dive in to one of the more important driving factors that we see uh, when it comes to fasting success. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the podcast, feel free to go back, listen to the first couple of episodes, learn more about Tommy and I's journey and why we started this thing. And uh, hopefully you'll join us on this journey because it's been life-changing for us. For all of you repeat listeners, for you guys that show up weekly, that send us messages, shout out to y'all because we're on this journey together and it's just super cool to have so much feedback and engagement from you guys. So we're going to continue to keep this conversational and more importantly, actionable uh, so we can continue to level up our fasting skills and adopting the fasting lifestyle. So with that being said, Tommy, we're going to go into... Uh, a conversation today about willpower versus discipline. And why that's important um, Mm -hmm. is because fasting is pretty simple, right? You just stop eating for any amount of of time, okay? (laughs) And I know last episode we talked, it was last episode or two episodes ago, you know, we talked about uh, those, those windows and beginning fasting. The number one question we get is, well, how long do I fast? How do I fast? And the second question is, well, how do I break the fast? What do I eat, right? Like what's on limit, yeah. what's what's off limits, what's not? But so fasting is really simple from a from a construct standpoint, but sometimes it's not easy. 
And yeah. that's what this conversation today is going to talk through. So we're going to go through the weakest to strongest portions of willpower. Then we're going to go into willpower versus discipline. We're going to talk about what undermines willpower uh, and then what builds discipline and how this applies to your eating window, to your fasting timer, to your grazing, to your freelancing and continually pivot and moving the timer and closing your window and opening your window and all of the things in between. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a convo. So hopefully at the end, uh, we're going to give you an invite to hop into our community group and continue the conversa conversation to get your questions answered and also add insights for others um, in our Facebook community group, which is the link is in the show notes. It's a free group. Come on in, continue the conversation. Yeah. Um, and this week's topic is going to be around this uh, distinction between willpower versus discipline. So Tommy, I have set the stage, sir. I'm going to ping this back over to you um, and let's uh, let's start to dive in. Yeah, this is really cool um, because I, I know that over the years I used a lot of what I thought was, you know, uh, willpower versus what I thought might be good discipline. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, after having been on, on a fasting journey for the last several years and, and finally making you know, progress towards my goals that I that I wanted to hit for so so long, it becomes um, almost an exercise in in what was I doing wrong for for all those years, and it it comes down to some of these distinctions within willpower that I feel like are widely misunderstood, but things start to to make sense when we when we break down willpower into three parts um, because it's actually three different words that describe. Um, that encompass willpower, it's won't, will, and want. And that's from that's in order from weakest to strongest. So I won't power is the weakest. I will power is still weak, but less weak than I won't power. And <laughs> I, I want power is the actual strongest one, but oftentimes the, 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 the one hardest one. To, yeah, it's overlooked and it, it's harder to tap into. It takes a little more thought an effort to kind of tap into that one. Yeah. And and I, I feel like um, there's not enough emphasis on that one that actually moves the needles, that moves the needle. And we, we spend too much time on on the other two that, that actually don't get us anywhere or take us in the wrong direction sometimes. Yeah, so for definitions of where we're coming from on a construct, and we'll break down the, the three there and go into each one in detail and then talk about this push-pull between willpower and discipline. But willpower is really the strength of will to carry out one's decisions, wishes or, wishes or plans, right? And mm -hmm. discipline is, this. I love this word, training expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behavior, especially training that produces moral or mental improvement. Now, mm -hmm. you alluded to in the beginning, Tommy, the mental gymnastics that you used to play and I play and yeah. played for so many years with, and we reference this research article often, about the amount of food-related decisions that the average individual makes in any given day. They, yeah. they surveyed a bunch of people and they thought it was 14. It was really 240 or 260 um, <laughs> different decisions and thoughts that we have around food. So I love the fact yeah. that this says training, discipline, training expected to produce a specific character or pattern, uh, especially uh, training that produces moral or mental improvement. Because again, fasting is simple, but to get it to become a lifestyle and not just another diet is the complex part. Everybody is mm -hmm. different, right? We all yeah. have different stresses and circadian rhythms and hormonal, you know, places that we're starting from mm -hmm. in a hormonal uh, standpoint and 
cravings and our, our, all our stories are relatable, but different because it's almost like a fingerprint, right? Your weight yeah, loss right. journey has brought you here through all the trials and tribulations and mental gymnastics and all these other things. So I love the fact that we're going to start at the least, right? Unpack mm -hmm. what that is, go up to what we should be focusing on, um, and then really build the foundation of how we're going to move out of the weakest discussion and topics around willpower um, because that's where we tend to live, especially when we start a mm. new diet or workout plan or lifestyle overhaul or insert anything you're trying to do that's complex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is where we start. We start at the least effective points. Right. And that's why we tend to, if you look at New Year's resolutions, they tend to fade out by the third or fourth week of January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's so easy. We're our brains are wired as worst case scenario generators and they're they're they are also fear and danger avoidance mechanisms. survival you know yeah survival for sure so when we when we set out on a new thing like a new diet or a new regimen um maybe it's a maybe it's a fitness or a health regimen or anything else it could be anything that that requires willpower and or discipline some new set of thoughts and actions and behaviors to get us to a new result we we oftentimes think okay, what am I doing wrong right now? So what should I stop doing right now is usually the, the first thought that, that comes to our, to our mind. So if, if we're talking about fasting or, or diet, weight loss, et cetera, it might be something like, okay, don't, don't, do, don't eat breakfast. Don't stop for donuts on the way to the office. Don't go hit the fast food line. Don't have late night snacks because these are all of the things that, that I'm doing now that I feel like I need to remove eliminate or reduce in order to get better results. But when I start talking about don't, 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 then it's all of a sudden it's don't think about the pink elephant. Well, hold on. So, yeah. So I like that. I like this juxtaposition here. So it's, and I, and I want to, I think you, you told me the story about, um, when you were talking about your kids in the car, right? So yeah, <laughs> we're talking about, I won't power, right. But yeah. it's like when you're telling yourself, no, and I love that like mental, like, escapade there. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So it's like, I won't give in to the late night cravings. I won't, you know, give in to the food that's brought to the office on Monday yeah. mornings, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait and uh, eat lunch, right? Like I won't give in to binging popcorn and Netflix tonight, right? Like yeah. I won't get stressed out from all of my rude clients that came in and <laughs> now I'm going to go, you know, calm myself down and get a dopamine hit with food, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. I love that. It's like, don't do this. Right. And then I love your story about how that, especially with kids, how, um, how that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Like, if, like my daughter, she used to not fall asleep. She would not take a nap in the car. She would, she just wouldn't do it. She refused to do it. And, and it, but as soon as you would say, Hey, you know what? You're not allowed to sleep in the car. Don't fall asleep in the car. Don't even think about closing your eyes right now you can't, you're not allowed to do it. All of a sudden she would fight tooth and nail to close her eyes because she goes, okay, well, I, I, you, you brought this, this defensive rebellion center. You activated these, these rebellion neurons that, that we all have deep down that, that will, will help us to fight against something like an opposing force. But that that's, that's part of what we're activating there when we're telling ourselves, no, 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 no. Cause then we go, well, why did I want it? so bad that I have to tell myself no over and over and over again. 
it becomes it becomes the temptation. It becomes that that thing that I can't have. Yeah. So I love the I won't power because that that is that's right in the middle between the I will and I want in terms of the most or least effective. And the willpower really is the one that we see where it's like, I will go to the gym every day after school, right? Mm -hmm. I will stick to my fasting window. I will, this is a fun one. Oh, I'll say that in a minute. I will close my window um, on time and set my timer. Yeah, I will. I will break my 24 hour fasting plateau. I will, I will, I will. But then it's interesting because then you can combine the two and say, I will, I will close my, uh, I will stick to my timer and I won't insert yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever you've told yourself that's off limits. Say it's a food, yeah. a macro group or, yeah. you know, uh, a binge worthy food or something like that. And that's where, you know, we are simpli- we're supposed to be simplifying the process here. Some of you might be listening going, well, this is just complicated. Don't worry, we're going to get there. Right? <laughs> so the I will power and I won't power, you know, gives us that short term burst. And I love this, this, this quote from insights.com on willpower versus discipline. And it says, willpower is rather a sudden and momentary burst of focused energy, while self-discipline is structured, well thought out and consistent. Willpower Mm -hmm. in the moment is more tangible and seemingly more powerful. The reality is, is that the power of self-discipline dwarfs that of willpower. But in the moment when we're saying, I will, I will, I will, or I won't, I won't, I won't, it does not feel that way because willpower gives you that momentary burst of focused energy, like a rocket launching and the burners, whatever those things are, that those the the thrusters, they burn off and then the rocket keeps going. Like Mm -hmm. like you've burned through all that energy. And then when that energy wears out, or we'll talk about some of the triggers that undermine that, then you're stuck going, okay, well, I'm going to go back into my old habit pattern. Hmm. Yeah, because that's a lot easier when I don't have the energy or the mental gumption anymore because right. I expended all that fuel, right? And 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 these can be the the, the willpower ones can be very tempting to do where uh, like I've done it before where I'll I'll write it down. I'll just keep writing it, kind of like if you're a kid and you got in trouble and you're like, uh, go write on the chalkboard ten times. You know, I I I will be nicer to other students, or I I like I will exercise more. I will eat healthier foods. I will finally lose this 20 pounds, dang it. I will do something that I've wanted to do for a long time. But the thing is that that these things often become almost just um, like, like a simple affirmation ritual that doesn't necessarily lead to any actual actions. And so it can kind of get compartmentalized where I can tell myself these things over and over again. And, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But if it, but if the buck stops right there, then and no actual action is behind it because I haven't tapped into the things that are really motivating me. I'm just I'm kind of trying to self hypnotize at that point, just change my self talk a little bit. But it's it's surprisingly ineffective most of the time. And that that's the that's the frustrating part of of that process right there. And it actually it, it just it that process doesn't have really any grip. It doesn't have any teeth to kind of move the needle forward to take the necessary next step, which is the actual action behind it. And that's where the I want power actually comes in. And it's cool because this a lot of this stuff came from the I don't know, Tommy, if you're familiar with this, but I just it just popped in my head, the marshmallow experiment back in the 70s. 
Yeah. I believe it was the early seventies and they were doing the, the, the idea with, they bring kids into the room and it's been a long time since I've thought about this. So this will be a, a, a poor paraphrase. So give me some mm -hmm. grace here. Sure. Um, but I remember they put them in the room and they put a, okay, here's a marshmallow. They leave the room 15 minutes, I believe. And they said, if you can, if don't eat this, then you get two. Yeah. Right. And all the kids yeah. wiggled around and bounced and scooted in their chairs and <laughs> very uncomfortable. And, yeah. Very uncomfortable. There's probably like Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts that do this in a much more um, updated version. Right. Sure. Maybe it's like these gummies or, you know, ring pops or whatever. Back in the day in the 70s, it was the marshmallow experiment. And yeah. it's all about that delayed gratification. Right. So it's like mm. who the children who are willing to delay the gratification showed, um, you know, higher scores in school, SATs lower substance abuses and addictions, mm -hmm. lower likelihood, like I'm just remembering obesity, stress, sure. better social skills, right? And if you think about this, like if you delay gratification of watching TV, and let's say get the work done or that project or that email that needs to be sent or the parenting that needs to be done, you'll, you'll, you'll actually have a better outcome, better relationships, sure. less stress, better sleep. Yeah. And for the kids, it was, you know, decrease the television, get your homework done, then you get better grades. If mm -hmm. you delay gratification of buying desserts or stopping to get donuts on the way home or the 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 snack for the car ride home from the office, you'll eat healthier when you get home. Right. Right. As long as right. you haven't bought the whole snack aisle. Right. So it's sure. like <laughs> the delayed gratification of finishing your workout early and maybe putting in a few more reps or getting it done before the day takes takes over. Mm -hmm. um, you have that long term health outcome. So that that piece of delayed gratification, you're like, OK, that sounds great. How, how does that fit into the, the strongest portion of willpower, which is that I want power? That's yeah. really where the magic happens. And that's, you know, you can label it as your why or your anchor. But, yeah. you know, any given time, there's millions of people trying to lose weight, yet the stats show we're going in the wrong direction. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, why are we not being able to make these things stick? It's because we're living in that instant gratification where you get that short-term hit, right? But then the mm -hmm. long, it moves you farther away your long-term goal. And that's where the I want power comes into play. Cause yeah. this, the I want power is actually like a muscle. It can be trained. It's the part of the brain that remembers the long-term goals and desires yeah. of what we really want. And getting into the habit of focusing on that and not putting the blinders on is difficult mm -hmm. It, but it takes repetition, just like you can't go to the gym once and expect to have big biceps. So you have to do bicep curls three times a week over and over and over again. Right. And in 90 days, you're going to look in the mirror and go, wow, okay, now I see the change. Yeah. Yeah. When you start to get into the I want power, you're like, you're removing those decision making muscles that are like, oh, well, let me remind myself why I don't want to do it. Or let me remind myself what I did want to do. But instead of doing that, you're actually focusing on the deeper motivators. Like why, why do I want to lose this 20 pounds? Is it because I just like the number on the scale? Well, you know, maybe that's, that's, that's not really uh very, that's not going to go very deep. Right. So, so what if, what if it was more like, Oh, because I want the energy to keep up with my kids or with my grandkids, something, something that I actually really, really want that I know if I stick to my fasting timer, if I make better food choices, I'm actually going to get closer to that, that's going to be a heck of a lot more motivating in the moment when I have that temptation or that thing that I used to use willpower to fight against in order to not make the old decision. It's going to come a lot more automatic when I've actually, um, it, it's easier to remember in the moment too, during those like 
those really kind of make it or break it moments, those motivating why statements and the things that I actually want come to mind. And and then in the moment I go, well, I, I don't want to do that because I, I want the thing that I want. So never mind. So I can put off the short term temptation for the long term goal. It becomes more automatic. The easiest way to tap into that I want power too is pretty self is it's self guided and self regulated and it doesn't take a lot of energy and yeah. it, it moves you away from the I will and I won't and it's simply self awareness. So it's yeah. writing something down that you will be like if you write down I will skip the gym today right your prefrontal cortex is going to wait uh, hold on You're, like you were supposed to be getting in shape for the beach this year remember <laughs> yeah. and this is why like. We don't track or tell people to count calories or macros. We give guidelines, right? Because you need to figure out what's sustainable for you long term. If you want to yeah. eat more low carb or more higher protein or carnivore or paleo, insert whatever. It doesn't vegan, vegetarian, doesn't matter. What's sustainable for you? Yes, more some are more beneficial and some have more pros and cons, but that's you got to figure that out. But that's why when people come in and they get stuck, like, yeah, I'm trying this fasting thing. I just can't seem to get it work. It's like, okay, well, track a food diary, track for like a week. So you can be self-aware of what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And then when we activate that prefrontal cortex in a positive way, right? When we, when we start to think about the resistance, the neurons in, the, in your brain for the, that are responsible for self-control actually start to activate. Yeah. And when they activate without you thinking about it, the motivation to resist the temptation becomes more it comes to us more naturally, right? Where we don't have to be so self-aware and our yeah. cravings will become less powerful. Never mind if you're fasting and sticking to your timer, you're gonna help yeah. balance out those hunger hormones. So the easiest way to tap into it is a little bit of self-awareness. And like you said, Tommy, anchoring to something greater than the scale or a bigger desire that you want to achieve. So that rush of motivation you get from that newfound, like I want power or awareness will surprise yeah. you, which, transitions into the, port, the point that we like to say about, you know, what actually gets results? Is it taking action? Is it motivation? And that kind of framework where people typically have it inverted. Yeah, we, we usually think about it like, okay, I'm going to wait for the motivation to strike. And once that happens, then I'll finally be able to take that big action that's going to lead me to the results. But, but really, that's, that's not the order of operations right there. We have to take the action first, then see the results, and then the motivation to continue really starts to snowball. And that's an incredibly powerful process and it can feel really almost weird or counter counterintuitive, especially if you've been stuck in the I won't power telling yourself not to do certain things or the I will power trying to will yourself towards something. Once you start to tap into that I want power, it really kind of flips flips this whole thing on its head and and allows you to move forward in a more in a more natural kind of way. And that, it feels more natural. You can't even get out of the starting blocks, right? It's like I'll start yeah. Monday. Oh, it's Thursday. I'll just I'll start Monday, right? Next or Monday. Yep. <laughs> I'll I'll do it after the next holiday. The summer. Or yeah. I will be able to pivot. Yeah, you know, I didn't plan for what I'm gonna eat today. I'll just set my timer and I'll do an, an open-ended fast. Mm -hmm. No. Not unless right. you are maintenance, maintaining lots of repetitions that 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 I want mm -hmm. muscle is very strong. Will that be successful? And that's why we get stuck on this diet roller coaster, right? So right. juxtaposing the difference between willpower and discipline, we need to come up with that framework of, okay, okay, where do the problems start? 
And then how do we insulate ourselves and put in a jig or a system of that training, right? That we, that we worked at, um, mm. with, uh, off of that original, uh, definition of discipline training expected to produce a specific character or pattern yeah. of behavior. And this is where James clear atomic habits has aggregated all the people that came before him into this really digestible plan yeah. of like, okay, well, what do we do? And this is a lot of what we use that I've used. That's one of those books, just like Dr. Fung's books that are always on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Those don't get donated to the local library. Those don't right. get put on the top shelf in the other room. Those are on my bookshelf because they're so, um, they're so important. So it's, it's why does the willpower fade or how does it get undermined? And then how do we build the discipline? So the two big things for why willpower fades are your environment, right? Mm -hmm. And then personally for me, and this is also found in the research, sleep. I'd like mm -hmm. to add in another one around that, that, that kind of relates to both of those, which would be stress. So that can yeah. come from your environment bosses, husbands, kids, spouses, family, the, the guy cutting you off on the interstate, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then physiological stress. So that's, that's the emotional stress with the environment piece. And then the physiological stress that your body goes under with uh, improper sleep or decreased sleep or sleep deprivation. I'm not talking yeah. about Navy SEAL sleep deprivation. I just mean uh, you know, less than six to seven hours a night for a few nights can really throw right. off your physiology. So now... It's like, okay, well, we did a whole episode on sleep. If you want more guidance, go back and listen. We deep dive into the physiology and how to actually, you know, over the next 60 or 90 days, get some traction there. But mm -hmm. the two reasons why willpower fades are the environment, external stresses, and then sleep, those physiological imbalances. What, what about the, the stressor that is holding on to the extra weight? What about the, the self-perpetuating cycle of each pound of fat that I gain puts an additional stress on my physiology, on my body. And that makes it that much more difficult to, you know, build those discipline muscles and to feel like I have to muster through the willpower to make the next right decision. Um, because every minute of the day, my body is just a little more stressed than normal, right? Yeah. And it, it comes down to um, really putting in some easily implementable like routines. So one of the things that we talked about earlier was just that, um, that self-awareness piece. So we want to give you a couple right. of tools to strategies to build boost the, I want portion of the willpower. Okay. So you got to do some, some self reflection here and think, okay, why do I really want to lose the weight? What is the me 20 pounds less from now off medications, no longer a diabetic. What does that individual look like? feel like, how do they go throughout their day? Take five minutes and visualize what the heck that looks like. Because that feeling is what you can tap into that can get you closer to figuring out why you actually wanna lose the weight. You don't wanna lose the weight because your doctor told you. You don't wanna lose the weight right. uh, because the internet, because you know you should. You don't wanna lose the weight because your coach back in whatever uh, you know, volleyball back in the day, it was like, yeah, you need to be a certain body weight or you know, body fat percentage to be, to be on this team. I don't know. Insert whatever construct that you're bringing right. with you through the, through the journey of, of yeah. trying to be healthy, regain your health and lose weight. You know, whatever that is, is, is we need to unpack and move away from that in a healthy way. And that really comes down to just a few things to boost that. I want portion of willpower 
and, and, and become more disciplined, right? And build those yeah. habits long-term. And it's really coming down to just a few things. It's developing a ritual, right? So something you don't have to think about, which is, you know, like if you're gonna go to the gym in the morning, lay out your clothes the night before, like yeah. remove any speed bumps, right? And then right. the second one, and we'll unpack these for a few minutes is use temptation bundling. And we'll talk about what that is. And then plan for failure with the if then technique. Those are the three things, okay? And then the fourth one we already mentioned, which is the elimination of decisions. And when it comes to fasting, that's really like the superpower of fasting. You're yeah. eliminating those decisions about mm -hmm. food, what and when and how, like really you just gotta focus on the when in the beginning, yeah, right? Right. And so those are the things I wanna unpack for a few minutes as we kind of say, all right, now that we've unpacked what it is and why it doesn't work, how can we then build those muscles? And that first one that I mentioned was the developing a ritual or a pregame routine to, to allow you to not have to think about it. Yeah, that ritual, I think it, it starts with, with the most basic fasting tool, which is our fasting timer or yep. alarm clock or, you know, whatever timer you use or, or by the clock. But, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of folks, as they get more experienced in their fasting, they tend to get away from that timer, but the the fundamentals of it are are really really important for for actually removing that decision fatigue that you just alluded to. Because even if it's a, a quote unquote twelve hour fast, which is you know basically just like I, I went to sleep, you know, That's and not then fast. yeah right. But but even if it it was just like twelve hours, um, like from from dinner to breakfast, um, I'm I'm really not skipping any meals here, but at the same time. I can still be following a timer to go from one meal to the next. And the cool thing in that is that's that takes discipline to do that, but it doesn't take any willpower to set that timer because you didn't have to change any, any actual thought process or what I consumed or what my food was or anything else. All I did was I simply set a timer, but the discipline of doing that makes that first fundamental step that much easier. And so, when I go from 12 hours to 16 and now I start to actually tap into potentially, you know, putting off a meal so that I can have a little bit of time to tap into those long-term fat stores. Now that's going to be that much easier because that muscle is that much stronger, the discipline muscle, but it, it's not really going to take any willpower. It's the same discipline. I'm just going to change the time on the timer a little bit, but then the result starts to get a little bit different. And that's where the magic starts to happen. Yeah, and that's where you get you get a result and then your motivation mm -hmm. continues, right? Correct, you action. Yeah. So exactly. just to land the plane on the decision elimination piece, you know, the, all of those food decisions that we make throughout the day, you know, really, you know, people thought it was 14, it's in the 200s, right? So right. if you're thinking about exercising or, you know, let's say you want to eat more vegetables and make better healthy decisions, right? Limit yourself to only one vegetable during the week. Right. And by mm. limiting the number of choices you have to make, it's more likely that you're actually going to eat it. So yeah. just buy green beans. And we do this right. in our house. Yep. And I didn't even realize it until we started talking about kind of unpacking this. We we have a very limited rotation of veggies yeah. and we love we love all of them. It, I never knew until my mid 30s that I liked Brussels sprouts. Right. I had no too. idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yep. like, what the hell? I've been missing out on this, right? So yeah, I, um, I, I am not a vegetable person. I would literally juice vegetables just to eat them because I don't like yeah. them reheated. I'm very particular about how they're cooked. I don't like mushy right. broccoli. I know I sound like wah, wah, yep. wah, right? But no, it, it, but it's one of those things that naturally we go away from these things because right. it, it can be hard to figure out a way that I, I like to eat them. 
but they're good. So you're more likely to do it if there's less. So pick a vegetable, right? Mm -hmm. So when you break your fast, pick one thing that you want to be putting in. And that's the only thing you eat for the week. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. Right. And then for the exercise, I think it's the same thing. And there's just a cool study about, um, I don't, I think it was, uh, uh, who did the research? I don't remember the guy's name, but he had a problem going to the gym, like sticking Mm -hmm. to it. So in the, for the first six weeks of a new lifestyle overhaul, right? He's like, I'm going to get in shape. I think it was maybe he's trying to run a marathon. I can't remember. I will he do set it. a rule. Do it. <laughs> he was not allowed to exercise for more than five minutes. Oh, yeah, that's and, cool. And what it did was it made it like the first six weeks of exercise. It was very easy. It was almost too easy where he's like, right. what am I doing? Right. But this he did silly. it. And then after that, he was like, oh, my brain now knows exercise is easy. He removed the interference and then he ended up losing like 150 pounds or something crazy. That's discipline right there. Yeah. Strengthening that discipline. Yeah, exactly. So we try to overcomplicate this stuff. So those are two. So that was the decision uh, fatigue and the developing rituals. Right. So just think, Mm. pick one. Don't don't try to start with five. Okay. if it's closing your window on time, if it's. Um, sticking to your fasting window, if it's, well, you just kind of willy nilly freelance it every week, right? And you just give him back the same five to 10 pounds or you're grazing throughout the day. Like right. think about those things, right? And then the last two is temptation bundling, which this was new to me recently. And it's it's cool. And it, how do I say this? So the easiest way to explain this is if you have like, framework for sacrificing to perform a good behavior like going to the gym after a long day of work yeah that requires you to pay an upfront cost that's but provides a long-term benefit right the opposite is indulging in a bad behavior like skipping a workout to watch tv or stop and get your favorite food can provide Mm -hmm. a spike of short-term enjoyment in the beginning but has long-term negative effects right So what you want to do is you want to bundle these. And I used to do this when I was on a virtual rowing team and I was rowing like four to 600,000 meters a month, right? On a, on, on a concept two rower. Yeah. And I would, I would, cause some of those workouts were terrible. Like you're sitting, your butt falls asleep. Your bat low back can be achy (laughs) if your form doesn't stay good, right? Your arms are burning. Mm -hmm. So it's called temptation bundling. And what you do is, uh, what I used to do is watching my favorite shows. And I went back and rewatched like The Sopranos. and Because oh, yeah. I used to try to do personal growth stuff on the rower. But I'm like, okay, now I'm doing personal growth and I'm torturing myself. This is awful. Right. So yeah. <laughs> you can get a short-term benefit of indulging in the thing that you want to do, right? Uh, okay. In that yeah. bad binging behavior, right? So combining the two, like watching your favorite TV show only at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Now you've bundled the temptation with a positive, That's cool. right? And you're getting mm-hmm. that long-term benefit. And I absolutely, I didn't realize I was doing it back then, but that's when I was the most successful yeah. on the rowing team is when I was doing that. I was using that time to reward myself, yeah. but I was also getting the benefit. And the last one, Tommy, we love from Mel Robbins, which was the if-then technique. Yeah, and the if-then if then technique is, is really cool because I need to understand what, what might tempt me, what might come up in the moment, what might derail me from my next fast. And, and let me go like, like for me, I, it, for me, it's a revolving pantry door. Like if I have something crunchy, something snacky, then it, it's like, okay, 
well, I'm going to need to come back to it. And then you just like keep keep returning back, back to the scene of the crime. The bag of chips. I'm just going to grab yeah. a handful and then yeah, just a couple. Another, and then, then the bag's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Bet mm-hmm. you can't have just one, you know, right? Right. right. Like, That's good like, marketing. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, so true. But so if if I know that that's something that might derail me, then I want to have an if then statement ready. If I feel tempted to go into the pantry or to have my my tempting snack, then I'm going to go do something that I really do enjoy. But I'm I'm only going to do it when I when I feel like I need that to get away from 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 something tempting. If I feel like I'm I'm being pulled towards the snack pantry, then I'm going to go scroll social media for 10 minutes, which I don't normally do, but I might want to do right for that dopamine hit. So that that almost reminds me of the temptation bundling there, too. But I'm using it to attract me, to pull me away from something that I don't want to do. And and so I can kind of reward myself for not taking the action that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it's like planning for the chaos, right? Like the universe is expanding, yeah. right? It's not, it's not <laughs> coming in. It's, it's moving out, right? More, right. more dissociation, right? More chaos, yep. right? More chaos. Yeah. So we, um, we want to, I want you to, uh, an action step you can do just with this one alone is write a list of the things that, that muck you up. Yeah. And then if then, so if this happens, right? Like if I don't wake up in time to work out in the morning, then I'll do it after work. Your brain mm-hmm. already knows. Oh, okay. Boom. Got it. Don't have to think about it. Yeah. If I happen to buy something unhealthy for lunch or eat lunch when I wasn't supposed to, then I'll make a healthy dinner choice or I'll fast through dinner. Yeah. So it's if then, if then, if then. And that really leads to that. The one that we've already uh, talked about a couple of times today, which is that decision, excuse me, fatigue. Yeah. So there's a lot more to the longevity of this conversation, right? Tommy, like, yeah. As as we are continuing to, you know, uh, continue our journey and more people come in to the fasting lifestyle and reach out. And, you know, we really wanted to make this conversational, but also begin with the end in mind. That's something we say often in our programs mm-hmm. and our coaching is we want to begin with the end in mind. Right. And I love the fact that the I want power taps into some of that long term vision of like, why are you really doing this? Like, why right. does it matter to you, yeah. not to anyone in the external, okay? And you yeah. can't, it's a visual medium. I'm like putting a big circle around me right now. Right. Like because not the not external be, stuff. Yeah, they're not gonna be the ones taking that, right. making that decision, taking that action yep. in the moment. It, it's going to be you. So why do you want it? You're gonna have yep. to tap into that. And that like, there's a reason why this is, this is a big part of what we talk about like during our challenges and what yep. we talk about in the ongoing community discussion. And you yep. know, like, like all of the conversations that we have, this is a big part of it because you have to be able to tap into these things in order to successfully implement a long-term fasting lifestyle. So that's the action step for today. Come join us, continue the conversation about willpower versus discipline. Head to the show notes. You can click the link that's gonna bring you to our free Facebook community. This is where the first two rules of fasting do not apply. And if you are new, the first two rules of fasting are do not talk about fasting and do not talk about fasting. Right. Because <laughs> we know when we tell people that don't fast or haven't done it, you get some crazy looks and reactions yep. and concern yep. that you do not need if you're trying to make fasting stick for you and become the long-term solution and lifestyle. Right. So we're going to continue that conversation, get your questions answered, uh, add some insights. Um, but it is a tree of trust. It is a safe place. We're going to continue to support 
and encourage this community. And it's been really cool to see over the last few weeks as we've started this initiative to keep this conversational, um, mm -hmm. just the engagement and the interactions that we've been seeing and the positivity that's been coming out of it. So yeah. head to the show notes, click the link. We'll see you on the inside. Tommy, as always, thank you, sir, for the conversation. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.